2: You are listening to Three Valleys Radio.
0: And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest back pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Forrest, it by the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. he could win it! He probably has won it for Yeovil! Oh, and it's an opening
2: Stansfield, good turn away from John.
0: Goal!
3: Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Glovers cast with me, David Coates. I'd like to invite you to travel back with me to February of 1995, a time before many listeners were probably even born, and a time when Town found himself struggling at the wrong end of the GM Vauxhall Conference. Today's equivalent of the National League. In a bid to avoid what seemed like an almost inevitable fate of relegation to the game's sixth tier, the club appointed Graham Roberts as manager. Graham was well known to fans at the time for his playing career with the Tottenham Hotspur, where he played alongside the likes of Glenoddall and Ozzy idealists, winning the FA Cup and the UEFA Cup to boot, as well as Glasgow Rangers and Chelsea, and then taking his first foray into non-league management with Enfield before arriving at Hewish Park in 1995. I'm delighted to say that Graeme's here to join us uh to talk about his time at Yoga Town. So, Graeme, firstly, welcome to the Gloverscast.
1: cast uh, good evening, Dave. I'm looking forward to it.
3: Thank you very much. Uh yeah, well, I uh, really appreciate you uh you giving the time to this. I, I suppose uh, given that introduction, can, can I just ask you to sort of cast your mind back to 1995? And, uh, and, and just tell us, I mean, how did this how did this come about? Yeah, had Town seemingly you know destined for relegation from the conference. I mean, yeah what attracted you to the job um well
1: i'd left emfield um and i went and played for stevenage and uh you know stevenage and emfield and um Yeovil were in the same league at the time yeah um and i got approached and asked would i be interested um i sent a cv down um and the next minute it was sort of Yes, we'd like to meet you. Um, I asked for permission from Stevenage. Uh, they said no, but
2: oh,
1: I had think... already added. I I had added in my contract that I, if a club came, then I I could go. Um, right. But Stevenage played um, silly buggers. Excuse yeah. my language, but they <laughs> played silly buggers, and uh, yeah. they wouldn't let me let me go and talk to them, and then. I remember we had a we had a uh, weekend off yeah. and Yeovil were playing at Chelmsford, I think it was, right. in the cup. It might, must have been a cup game. And um, I uh, sort of, I wasn't happy at training. Yeah. And the manager pulled me and he said, look, we're not going to let you go. And I said, well, I'm going to retire then. Right. And um, I spoke to... Uh, the, the Oval board, yeah, and um you know, and uh, I came down for an interview um at another interview, and that was it really we, no. it took off, but you know it was a ma listen, I played against Yoval when I was at Weymouth. and of course, yeah. but you know it was a massive club um and 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 the good thing about it was they had a new stadium, and you know we never had that slope, and <laughs> uh. You know, so they appointed me and the idea was to try to keep them up because they yeah. were a lot of points behind. And so I went in straight away and uh brought maybe I think about seven or eight players with me. Yeah.
3: And uh I remember you brought in, was it Kevin Dillon? I remember Kevin Brock as Kevin well. Gillen is, he good was good experience coach, player pros. coach. Yeah, he was player coach.
1: And Mickey Ingwell came, and yeah. you know a few others and And the thing about it was like I looked at the wage structure, I looked at everything, and you, you know they had players on lots and lots of money mm. and just training one night a week or two nights a week. and you know, I just said that 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 wasn't gonna happen, yeah. um if they're on that much money. Then they have to come in training every day. I'll be there. We're training every day, and, and some of them didn't want to do that, and so they left. And we started to organize the organize the team and restructure yeah. it, and uh, you know. But we didn't. We didn't. You know. I think we had a good go at trying to stay up.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, I was going to ask you about that because, um, and and I I picked up a copy of your autobiography when I know I was going to talk yeah. to you, um, and I, and I saw that I read the the story about what you said there about Stephen is holding on to your to your registration. Yes. Um, and yeah. I do remember. I think we were that last game. We we drew. Was it four all in that four last game? Four all against Ruston, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it might have been right. The, the, right. The and um, and we, I think we'd have stayed up if we'd have, uh, if we have 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 won. Yeah, so we, we we got pretty close. Yeah, I? I mean, do you think if you were because you obviously played for you know uh, uh, certainly t- uh, two of the seasons in in the ISIS League, and I think you even played when we got back to the conference, didn't you? I mean, if you know yeah, a- what happened,
1: yeah, yeah what yeah. happened was um, we got relegated, yeah. um, and the first season, um, I never played at the beginning because yeah, because Stephen wanted twenty five thousand quid, right. Um, which they were being absolute ridiculous um but so anyway we kept kept it quiet and i just was big you know manager and then all of a sudden i think the club did a deal and i started to play again and uh, yeah well the first season was was a restructuring season it was yeah. sort of like we were in it it was a hard league to get out. You had Enfield, Hayes, who were yeah. very, very good sides. And, you know, we we, we stopped Enfield going up when, yeah. when we... Uh, we They had to beat us in the last game, I think it was, at home remember, or yeah. Um They had to beat us by four or five goals, and we lost one nil, which we should have won, really. But um, anyway, we had to play against them the following year, and, and that's when we went up. So, yeah, uh, yeah it, was, it was good times.
3: Good like touch. you said, re- re- remembering back to that time, you said you really did clear the decks, didn't you? Because I, I think I counted them up. There was only three players that I can see who remained from when you took over, which was Chris White, like Nick yeah. Burton and Lee Groves. I think they might have been it the was other second players. One? Lee, uh, Nick Burton, or was he one of yours? No, he's one of mine, I think. He was one of yours. So only two, Lee Groves and, and Chris White then. And I think only yeah. Chris White really stayed around, didn't he? For, yeah.
1: Chris, and uh, there was another lab, wasn't there, the centre forward. He was uh, sort of coaching, uh, what was his name? Oh, I can't what, think. Paul, Paul Wilson, was it? Maybe Paul, Paul, Wilson. Wilson. Paul Wilson. Right, yeah. he stuck Paul, around him. No, well, he was, um, no, because he wasn't happy because, I, you know, regarding the money-wise and,
3: right.
1: you know, we couldn't, the league we were in, we couldn't pay what they were getting. and. No you know, it was ridiculous. So we had to clear the decks and I think he moved on. And, uh, yeah. at the end of it, we sort of, you know, we, we, we got back on a, on a structure that the club could afford. You know, we had some, we had some decent players. We had, um, you know, players that, uh, had won the leagues in the yeah. ISIS league. And, yeah. you know, we needed, but they, they could play a lot higher, you know, and, uh, yeah. So that's what we had to get back to. And then we started, you know, the, the second season, I think the first season sort of was a bit sort of finding each other out. Yeah. But because we had such great support, you know, the boys, in, the boys enjoyed them. A lot of them came from London. You had Graham Kemp from yeah. Reading, um, you know, so, you know, it, it was about sort of keeping people together and, and, and progress in the second season and I was always confident that in the second season in the ices that we will win the league
3: yeah and, and like uh, you say there must have been a great spirit there because you came you came from London and I, I read in your book about that it's not a not a short journey is it for training and everything no it's
1: but... not it's not a short no. journey but you know sometimes you have to put yourself out um you know I was fortunate to that I could sleep with Brian in Brian Moore's house, or I could stay at Terry and Jean's house, you know, and Terry Cotton, and and you know, and they were pleased to put me up and save me travelling up and down twice, you know, three to four times a week. So, yeah, it was it was like a I wanted it to be a family club, and I wanted people to appreciate. And every so often, we would have a boys' night after a game on a Saturday that the boys stayed down and they could go out and have a few beers and, and get to meet supporters. And, and I think all the boys enjoyed that. So, uh, yeah, we, we wanted, we wanted to be a close knit family and, and a close knit team. And, you know, we did that and, you know, I brought in, uh, other, other players, you know, Jerry Gill came in, um, the other lad from, Rob Cousins, City. was it
3: Rob Cousins? Yeah.
1: Rob Cousins came yeah. in. There was another one. Oh, what was his name? Uh, ding, 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 Burby, ding, wasn't it? Ding Bertie. You know, yeah. so you know, we, we 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 took it to the next level because they yeah. came from the 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 National League, which it is now the Conference, and they came down and they saw what we had, and they gave us a little bit of quality that we we, we needed, and uh, you yeah. know, Jerry Jerry Gill and. and you know they
3: went on to play at higher levels. You know they yeah. went on to play in in the in the league. So yeah, yeah. I was going. Yeah, I, mean, well, I was well, going to ask you because you say that first season you had a very good team, and like you say, Hayes, I think we can all agree they were outstanding that season. And, yeah. um But I think we, we we finished fourth. But I mean, what that that summer, what did you think? What was that little bit of something that you you remember? Was it just that little bit of quality in the right places that you felt? That yeah, you, needed? you
1: know we like. I, I went to the board and I said, look, we need to, if you want to go up and where the club should be, then we need probably two, three, four players. Yeah. So I, 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 you know, I juggled them about and we got to um, Jerry Gill and Jerry really, really fancied it and Rob Cousins fancied it. You know, you had two players there at the back that absolutely were fantastic. Rob yes. Cousins, I don't think I've seen a better sweeper or centre half in non-league football at that time. No, agree. Um, you know, player, he yeah. was, he he was brilliant, and yeah. you know, and then you had sort of you, you know, but we had. I had to make it as a squad because you do get injuries in the season, and and we we just wasn't strong enough the first season mm. um, when we had injuries. You know, we couldn't replace with with the quality we needed in the second season, we could. And, you know, I, I, I always remember, like, you know, going to places where really, really hard places to go and O and places like that, that, you know, if you haven't got the right players, then you're, you're not going to come away winning. And we had to get that mentality right. We had to get the winning mentality. And, and we had that. And we had some really, really good players.
3: Absolutely. I mean, it, like you say, that second season, I mean, I was uh, sort of like 15, 16 years old then, Graham, and I I remember yeah. just thinking, you you literally blew teams away that season, didn't you? It was real. I mean, was that your philosophy as a, you know, obviously you, you played in some very good teams in, in your playing days. Was, was that philosophy sort of bred into you in those days? Yeah, but
1: the, 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 I think what you learn is, you learn from managers you played under, Um. You know, and, and I wanted to give something back because I'd watched Yeovil a couple of times before I went there. And, you know, it was a long ball game. It was, you know, they played to their strengths and that's all you can do with what players you got. And I knew we had we had good quality football players and I knew that they could play. Don't get me wrong. There was pitches we played at mm-hmm. that we had to go from back to front. Yeah. And the players adjusted to that. But, you know, I wanted to give the fans something to, to, to enjoy and cheer about. And uh, I think we, we did that. And, and that was the main thing, really, really putting smiles back on faces. And, you know, I, I remember, I think there was a game just before we won the league. And I think we, I'm trying to think who we played now. And anyway, we, like I'd had an I'd had an accident on Thursday night going home, and wrote my car off.
3: This was with uh, the deer, yeah. wasn't, I
1: read this in your book. Yeah, what what was yeah. that about? Tell us that one. Well, we we, we train. I got up early in the morning. We had a board meeting, and so I was down there for eight o'clock, yeah. and it was a long old day. And we finished training at nine. And the boys said, "Are you coming up?" Because I didn't. I would never drink and drive. So. Yeah. I said, no, no, I'm going home. It's been a long day for myself. And uh, I said, don't be late on Saturday for the game. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I got in the car and going on the 303 and went over the brow of the hill and there was a deer right in front of me and I just <laughs> hit it head on. and I, I, I toppled about six times. Jesus. And um, sort of was able to get out of the window because literally in about two minutes later, a big lorry came out over the hill and went over the car. So
3: Blimey, yeah, right. I was,
1: I was very fortunate, very fortunate. Um, and you I was turned up stiff. for the match
3: after that. That's, that's a bumblebee. Well, I was a bit stiff. I was yeah, a bit stiff
1: on Friday, um, but I went to Bristol and saw a, uh, chiropractor from my back and my neck and everything and like he said you you know you shouldn't you can't play and yeah. anyway I yeah. played on the Saturday uh, because we'd had two suspensions and we had I think we had two in centre after out
0: nice. so we
1: played and I th- I'm trying to think
3: who we beat we beat them five uh, do you know there's I, a game I was looking at you beat Dalich Hamlet 6-1 that seems 6-1 was it yeah won. yeah would it be that one I mean that was some some yeah i mean that, that it, yeah that, and then, yeah. You know, I, i'll tell you what happened it was
1: we had to, the the reserves at a because it was rearranged because of the bad weather snow and everything
3: yeah
1: we played it i think we kicked off at five o'clock
3: right okay
1: and um yeah and we we paid dullages um coach and everything and yeah. uh yeah, they came down and got a a big whack, a big tonking. So, uh, they did. yeah,
3: and it was a good you, good day yeah. for everybody. Yeah, do, do you remember that game against Enfield as well? Right, that was towards the end, wasn't it? Was a think it finished two two, wasn't it? Yeah, but it's like eight thousand and seven. Yeah, it was. Like yeah, or it was like that. Well, that, I think that's when I think
1: that's when we won the league because uh, we won the league. We won the league at Bromley. Yeah, um, we had Enfield to play. Yeah. And then Enfield had to play Carl Sholton on the Friday night, the following mm-hmm. week. I
0: mean, and lot, we man. had
1: to play Abridge's Abridge Swifts away You're on the Saturday. You're right, yeah. And um, on the... we Carl Sholton beat Enfield at Enfield. Mm-hmm. I went and watched the game. It was 1-0. Right. And then we drew... 1 1 or 0 0 with haybridge Swifts. Yeah,
3: 0 0. I remember it. Yeah.
1: 0 0. Yeah, 0 0. And then on the Tuesday, um, I think Enfield got beat again and we beat Brom. We had to win at yeah. Bromley.
3: Yeah. And I think we
1: won. I can't remember. Was it three or four? It, or
3: yeah, yeah. We, uh, we, I think it was 2 1 that game that we won. We, anyway, we won the
1: game and we won yeah. the league that night. Then yeah. we played Chester. Uh, Ch- uh, won it. it? Jersey on the last
3: game, yeah. And yeah, you're right. Eight you're right. eight and a half people. Yeah. i can say you, you still remember that all these years on it. It must have been a you know a proud moment, like you say, after everything you've been through. Not not forgetting the car crash. <laughs> you know everything yeah, you've been through.
1: Like I think being in in the management, like you have. I can't remember every player. I remember Howard Forrington coming to yes. us, and we sold him as well. Yeah. Um. You know. So. No, I, I was there to 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 win leagues and and do things, yeah. but also to improve players and and give players a chance to sort of make their careers better. And Jerry Gill and and Howard Farrington went to uh, Birmingham, Birmingham wasn't it?
3: Yeah.
1: yeah. You know, we had good good money for them, and uh, yeah. So I think you know. I helped a lot of players in their careers and I've I, I, I got to say, it's probably the best, like, you know, I've been, I've been a manager at Clyde football club yeah. in Scotland. I was only there a year, but we beat Celtic in the cup. But I my time head. at Yeovil, I've got to say, was probably my best managerial career. I think right. I enjoyed every minute of it. Um, I think the fans enjoyed what we gave them. Um, it was just a pity that at the time Brian Moore got pushed out, and mm. uh, the new board didn't really see eye to eye with me, and uh, and that was, was that John the, Fry. Was it John John,
3: yeah. John Fry taking over? Is he there? still there now? No, he 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 left um, season before last. Um, Norman Haywood wasn't it? Norman Haywood. Yeah, and him and John Norman, were, yeah, were in charge. You're right. Yeah, you were. Right. So who's in charge now then? Uh, Says so a chap called Scott Priest. he's a he's a he's a young lad. Uh, he's got no connections, as far as I'm aware, to any um uh, football um club. But he's sort of you know a young young youngest lad like, in his thirties, uh, taking over as um as chairman. Yeah, he's you know he seems to oh, be. Nice, the manager lovely. that they've, they've they've got there. So yeah, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. But I'm going to have to take you back, Greg, because uh, uh, the people take the Mickey out of me on this on this podcast, talking about how Howard Bawrinter, because I always say yeah. he was. For me one of the best centre forwards i've ever seen play for yo he, he was just one of those players that just seemed so far ahead of the level that he was well, playing well, if, at you, if you remember i think he came from
1: oxford, oxford. city didn't he, did? he did yeah, yeah. um I, I i went and watched the game and and i said to brian moore look i've seen this lab he's a tremendous player i think i can make him better and in our team, I think he will score 25 to 30 goals a season.
3: Exactly what he did, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: And yeah, and Brian said to me, are you mad? I said, no. I'm, I said, I've seen this lad and he's playing at Oxford City mm. and he is the best player by a million miles they've got. I can't, I can't remember how much we paid for him. I, I think it was about... Like 15 grand, was it? Yeah, I think fifty. And I think, did they not get... 10% of Salon, I think. Could have been, yeah, could have been. Something like that. Anyway, um, I said it'd be the best 15,000 quid you've ever spent in your life. Yeah. And, and then got- we got him, he fitted yeah. in straight away and he loved all the lads and, you know, everybody made him welcome and straight away he hit the, he hit the ground running and, and started scoring goals with Warren Patmore up front. And, you know, when you got those two up there... <laughs> Yeah. You know, you, you know, you've got a really good chance of winning games,
3: yeah. And I, I remember you get to go back the first season, you signed um, uh, Giuliano Grazioli, wasn't it? And I remember yeah. Him, yeah. Him, him and Patmore had a similar, I mean, what does well, that say yeah. about Warren Patmore as a you know, that's got to tell you something about him as a striker, isn't it? Uh, you know, to make those well, what two I will players. say
1: he was a lazy bee um, <laughs> when it came to running and training, yeah. Uh, but. You know, you knew what you you knew what you was going to get from Warren. He yeah. was a handful every game. He was a he was a strong lad, big tall lad. Um, he was a good good player. So we knew, you know, we we knew other people around him. You know, if they could feed off of him and, and yeah. play with him, then we knew, you know, we would score. Those two, the two strikers, would score sixty goals. Yeah, and if you've yeah. got two strikers. That are going to get 60 goals, you're going to be in the top one or two. So, absolutely, yeah.
3: And, and that's that, where
1: we went, you know. Yeah. I, I remember the other lad who came from uh, Bath City, the striker. Dean, yeah, Dean like, Burtby. No, there was another one, wasn't there? There was another one came from, where did he come from? Oh, were you A thinking little? of uh, the first season we went out to the conference? We had Owen Pickard. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah from Dorchester he all.
1: came from, didn't he? Yeah, he did, yeah. 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 So, yeah. No, but, you know, we because we sold Howard yeah I had to get another striker in straight away and and you know I tried to get him a few years before yeah, right. Um, but you know I, I had a chat with him and he said yeah he wanted to come and he was a great great
3: player I mean really. yeah and not, another really great gritty. partner for Patmore wasn't he uh, yeah you know.
1: they fed off of each other they fed yeah. off of each other and they knew each other and, and that's what good players do and you know and I knew they would do very well in
3: the in the, in the conference. Yeah, and and like you say, you got you got the club back to the conference. That was you know the the first thing. Yeah. And as you say, you assembled a team there in that first season, back, which performed very well in that um uh that yeah. that, that first season, back.
1: Yeah, well, I don't think I lasted very long, did I? Um, <laughs>
3: I got I got February February nineteen ninety eight. You left it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it would have yeah. been two thirds. Uh, yeah
1: some things? Yeah, well, I
3: I asked the board for.
1: I said, look, I think we were near near. I think we we're about fourth top, something right like, at yeah, the time. Yeah, it could be right. Yeah. And I asked the board for some money to get a player or two, and they just totally didn't want it. And yeah. then I think what happened was I got some. Um, I sent a, a well. I, we was it this
3: thing,
1: Steve thing Stevenage, Stevenage, wasn't
3: it? Yeah. Stevenage Actually. were playing Newcastle.
1: That's it in the cup, um, yeah. Cup. And I like Newcastle were coming down to us
3: Yeah.
1: to play uh, a friendly to yeah. raise money for the club. And um sort of it wasn't it wasn't me, but it was, but I'll take <laughs> the blame for it because we just said like, you know, they were Stevenage were having a go at um
3: everyone as i recall yeah
1: well they were all of them and they were like especially newcastle and all that and i said to them that you know don't sort of think that we are all our souls like them yeah you know we're a decent club and we will make it very friendly for you to come down and enjoy your time down in uh down in yeovil and yeah they put it out and all of a sudden i think the board got the ump about it and to, a week
3: later, I was gone. Yeah, was I remember I, well, I, read, I read about it in your book, and I think you said at the time, you know, you sort of you, you just had to hold your hands up to, to, to that, wasn't it? You, 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 yeah, I, I yeah. But I don't think it
1: was nasty, I don't think yeah. it was, it was just saying that you know, we're not all clubs, are not like what Stephen were acting like. Yeah.
3: They were and, being arrogant, weren't they? As arrogant. Yes, they
1: were very, they were very, very arrogant, and uh yeah, and so, anyway, that's what it was. Um, they, they like, Colin... um oh, Lippier,
3: wasn't
1: it? Colin Lippiet, yeah. yeah. Was your yeah. assistant, Colin Lippiet was the assistant with uh, Terry, and uh, oh. they, he, he took over, and all of a sudden, he started spending money. <laughs> um, Where did it all come from, yeah? That's, well, it was John Fry and Norman Haywood. Yeah. Um, that's how it was. So, yeah. anyway, that's life. That's life. You get on. I do miss, I do miss Yeo more. I, I love the place. I think we could have gone big places, but in the meantime, you, you know, you've been in the league. Yeah. You've had some good managers and uh, hopefully you can get back into the
3: league again. Yeah. Let's say, so I mean, that's sort of going to be my last question really, Graham. I mean, do you still, you, you've got a lot of clubs and I know you got, Um, you, you do a bit of work for, for, for Tottenham and everything. I mean, do you yeah. still, Follow Do you still look out for all their time.
1: results? Yeah, yeah, all the time. I'm, uh, you know, they were a big part of my life for three years. You know, and uh, sort of, I, I actually asked my second wife to marry me on the pitch.
3: I remember um, that. Yeah, after that you know, again,
1: you know, wasn't it? <laughs> It's a, it's a massive place. It's, it, I really, you know, I've not been back since.
3: No.
1: Um. Yeah, I, I've got to say that. I do miss sort of that, that demeanour, the, the uh, you know, the, the, I, I miss the fans um, yeah. because they were brilliant. I don't know what the fans are like now. I don't know if they're getting behind the team. Yeah.
3: Um,
1: yeah. I'd
3: say, I'd say different I, generation. Now. Are,
1: yeah. Hopefully they are. I know it's a difficult league to get out of now, but you know, I'd send them all my best wishes and, uh, you know, hopefully the club can get back into the league and then start rebuilding and staying in the league.
3: That's the main thing. Absolutely, Graham. Right. Well, I, I mean, I know I speak for a lot of um, a lot of people of my generation who who, who say, um, you know, it was great watching you and your team play all those all those many years ago, probably more years than I care to imagine. But um, yeah, I, I just want to say again, it's been been a pleasure speaking with you, and thanks again for your time and. Um, And and I'm sure we, uh, you know, hopefully can get back to the Football League and yet maybe you can get yourself down to the Jewish part. Yeah, Yeah, lovely. Thank you very much. Ren, appreciate your time. Thanks a lot. All Thanks, Dave. Take
2: care. Bye. Bye. Welcome back to the Clovers cast. Uh, Yeah, I am here as well. And after that great interview with... um, Graham Roberts I thought I would get Cootsey back on with uh, Steve Soudon to talk about uh, what it was like at the club at the time when um, Graham was the Yeovil Town manager and just you know give us a bit of context about the situation there um Coatsy, firstly were you fanboying a bit speaking to Graham is it is he up there in the pantheon of Yeovil Town managers for you <laughs> he was he, he was a 15 year old mees or uh, well, 15 16
3: 17 year old mees uh, that Probably the first manager of Yeovil Town when I ever fell in fell in love with the club a little bit because up until then, and Steve uh, will be able to probably tell us a, a bit more about this, but I'd probably seen the ninety three ninety four and ninety four ninety five seasons of the GM Vauxhall Conference, which Steve will tell you were utterly forgettable. Um and uh and, and when Roberts came in in that uh, that would have been ninety five, ninety six, I think our first year out of the out of the Vauxhall conference um was probably the ones the first season I remember where I thought, wow, this is amazing. Um and that's what probably what made me fall in love with it. But yeah, Steve, the uh, the seasons before that weren't <laughs> weren't much to write home about, were they? Uh,
0: no, they weren't, you can say that again. Yeah.
3: But, uh, did, uh, I mean, do, do you remember when he uh, when he arrived? Because what were you doing at the time? Were you at the Yeovil Express then? Or... No, I was
0: I was working in Bridgewater Stroke Burnham-on-Sea. Right. So, uh, yeah, so I, I was working up there as a, as a reporter. I think I would just qualified. So I must admit, but think back think to Graham Roberts. Well, it's scary to think that it's, what, 25 odd years ago now. Yeah, just like uh, Just listening to him, it only seems like yesterday, really. It and does. That, and yeah. I, still can't, I still can't believe that you were still at school. <laughs> well, oh, yeah,
3: yeah. He, he and Ian, and Ben and Ben won't be able to believe it as well. They're convinced <laughs> my childhood was all spent in black and white, uh, you know, sitting <laughs> for oil paintings and things like that. But uh, yeah, it was true. I was uh, I was. Uh, yeah, I think the season those two seasons we had I think I'd just left school and I was just going to college so I was kind of at that time in my life where I had a lot of time on my, my <laughs> a lot life. of time on my hands um, studying at Yeovil College and uh, and I do remember I think those two seasons we were down going to just about every game I would think there were probably a few Somerset Premier Cup games that I missed but it was uh it was some season but yeah, Ian, for fan fanboy in hundred percent. But I was also probably a little bit scared of him because um, <laughs> he was uh, well, yeah, he was he, he was uh, probably a, a marmite kind of character. He he, he could definitely throw a um, throw a tantrum when he wanted to, and he could definitely uh, you know put the fear of God into uh, in, into people if you uh, if you rubbed him up the wrong way. I think.
2: Um, yeah. yeah, you look at his like playing career. Uh, yeah. And you know he was obviously quite a high-profile player. Was he uh, a was, was he a big get for the club at the time?
0: Oh, I, I would I would say so because it, it it wasn't that much before when he was obviously at Tottenham and Rangers, where where he was winning things, and he was a well-known known name. And I think some of the old, older supporters at the time could, could probably remember when he he played for Weymouth. So um, so so there was obviously that connection. But he was—he was definitely—he was a—he definitely, was, was a class player. I can always remember, even though he it, it was a bit sort of um, on the, the plumpish side. So we say, saying wouldn't be running. <laughs> Careful, Steve. He could be listening. Yeah, <laughs> very true. I'm sure he wouldn't mind you saying. But he wasn't—he wasn't sort of the player that would go from one box to the other. But he, he didn't need to. He all he, he all he needed was the ball at his feet, and he could just ping the ball up here, there, and everywhere, and, and find a player. Obviously, some of his tackles might have been a bit more um, agricultural, shall we say, but he, it's like Coates, he said, he, he was Marmite. You either loved him or you didn't, really. And I must admit, I liked him because he, yeah. he, he got the interest back in the club, no question about it, right at the right time, really, when, when we needed it most because we were sort of spiralling out of control, really, in a, in a downwards fashion. So he came in and... And steadied the ship, I think. Yeah,
3: and it was interesting, uh, you know, just sort of bringing it up to um, up to date a bit. But he came in, as I remember. I think uh, Brian Moore, who a lot of older supporters will remember, as um, as chairman at the time, and John Fry probably arrived at the club. Around about the same time as Graham Roberts, I think maybe maybe just after him because I think he said in that interview that it was Brian Moore that brought him in. Mm. But um, so he uh, and I remember him saying I think he said in the in the interview that uh, you know him and John Fry perhaps didn't see eye to eye in some in some cases. But Roberts, uh, I think, was brought in. Because he knew the division we were going into, the, the ISIS League, as uh, Ben said a couple of weeks ago. Nothing if you think ISIS these days it's not the same ISIS. <laughs> it was a, I think an insurance firm um at the that, that sponsored the division. But um yeah, he knew he knew uh, you know, who the who the players were in in a very London based um London based division. And obviously one of his first signings was uh, was Warren Patmore. Um who Ian, yeah, I don't care how how uh new <laughs> Young you claim to be, you'll remember Warren Patmore for sure.
2: Yeah, well, he was the star He was the yep. star of the team when I first started going in 98. Granted, he yeah. was towards the tail end, but he still had that moment at um, Bolton Wanderers in the FA Cup. Um, yeah. So, you know, as, as signings go and legacies go, Graham Roberts did leave a big legacy at the club with a player like Warren in the history books, didn't
0: he? Yeah,
3: and Tony Pennock as well, he brought to the club. He obviously went on to do some amazing
0: things. Yeah. yeah he, to, to be fair to, to to be fair to Graham Robb, he, he brought in some really good players. sort of names that w- will always be associated with, with Yeovil, like like Tony Pennett, Warren Packmore, Mickey Engwell. Yeah. The, the list goes on, really. Then, then obviously later on, he brought in Jerry Gill, Rob Cousins, Howard Florenton, cracking players. I wish we still had them now. To be fair, but yeah.
3: I've, uh, now, uh, if I ever got to speak to Howard Forrington, that would be a proper fanboy interview. I think you probably yeah. heard me, uh, yeah. like dreaming over him on that in that interview. But he was some player, wasn't he, Steve? I remember. Yeah. What it was like half a season he played for us, and he was just, just so far above the level he was playing at it was untrue.
0: Yeah, he, he was one of those players that I think in in sort of modern day times, you you could think of like Kevin Gould or Paddy Madden, but. With with Howard Forrington he really did think that every time he got the ball, he was going to score. There was no, and 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 he did more often than not. He
3: did, yeah, yeah. And then obviously went on to uh to Birmingham, and then uh, yeah, his his comebacks were. Do you remember him uh, when he in his he came back a couple of times, didn't he? for yeah, you he,
0: yeah. He came back when Colin Addison was manager, wasn't he? I, I yeah. think, and yeah. and he got injured. And he, I think, he got injured in the first second game back, and he was cropped again. So. So that was that. That was, and that came at a time when you could just see the, the conference slipping away from us when, with Rushton sniffing around. So it, it was just bad luck. And then obviously Gary Johnson brought him back during the the, the following season for the. He did didn't he? Yeah? yeah, yeah. Well, two seasons later, wasn't it for the conference winning? Yeah, year.
2: he did score a couple of goals. I
0: think didn't he? I yeah, it I think goal. he scored at Chester. I yeah. seem to remember. Yeah. Very wet Chester. But I was just'm I'm not, I'm not a stato I'm a, it's not numbers I think keep on my head, but I was just looking at the statistics in that in the ISIS winning season. I see Farrington scored 26 goals in twenty four games <laughs> that's but, something, isn't it? well it' it's Roy the Rover stuff really yeah, and yeah. you have it? Him, him and Warren up front yeah. well, you, you, you're going to get goals galore, aren't you? Yeah.
3: I think we've said it a couple of times on on here before. You look it, 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 you saw how good a player Patmore was by the fact that he still scored as many goals as he did. But then you look at uh, and Steve, you remember Giuliano Grazioli, I remember yeah. coming in for a couple of and he alongside Patmore just couldn't stop scoring. And then you had Forrington and then afterwards you had uh, Owen Picard, didn't you, who yeah. came in and and th- th- him those and Patmore just, you know, just showed you what a player he was—that he could score as many goals as he did, and you know, his um, have his uh, his strike partners do the same.
0: Yeah, he, he, he was. What well, Warren was a classic, classic big, big striker up front, wasn't he? He was like the the John Toshack of Toshack and Keegan's kind of thing, really. It's where you, a bit where before you my time, in. that one,
3: Steve. Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: it's a bit before my time as well. I, I don't so.
3: get many opportunities to <laughs> say that on this podcast. I'm <laughs> going to take <them.
0: laughs> But I've heard older um, supporters talk about Toshak and Keegan. But yeah. no, what Warren was—he was your target man, and it, he used to, he used to uh, link up brilliantly with his strike partners. That's yeah, it. and then and looking at the stats here with Grazzioli, he, he scored sixteen goals in thirteen games.
3: There you go. Yeah, yeah, he was—he was a proper fox in the
0: box, wasn't yeah. he, Grazioli. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. whereas where Warren, Warren that same season scored twenty-seven. <laughs>
3: And we didn't go up that season, no. so uh, it, it was a hell of a, hell of a I think it was Hayes went up that year, didn't they, and they were a hell of a side. Yeah, year. well,
0: yeah, the Oval finished a very poor fourth, I seem to remember, yeah. and obviously yeah. the la- there was the last station shenanigans at Hewish Park.
3: That, there was, wasn't there, yeah, pouring yeah. on people pouring on the pitch, I remember, yeah. I was there myself, as I recall.
0: And so was oh I. <laughs> yeah, but if Avon and <laughs>
3: Somerset Police were, are listening, we weren't there at all. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but who do you remember Patmore playing with, um, Ian? I'm, I'm trying to think who his uh, strike partners
2: would have been when. Um, so uh, there was Carl Dale. Of course, yeah, Carl Dale, yeah, and Barrington Berylgrave. After that, <laughs> yeah, um, and then I think when, name. when we went full time, I think he. He moved on after that, didn't he? I think. Yeah, um, then he Rushton. went to Rushton, didn't he? Yeah. Um, I yeah. But I was, I, I forgot that he sort of crossed over with um, Gary Johnson for a bit. As did he? Yeah. I think so, so. Warren. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, it's funny enough, it was um, one of the first jobs that Gary Johnson had to do when he came to Yeovil was to find a replacement for Warren Patmore because Warren had gone to Rushton. But I think Gary. It scouted him and brought him to Cambridge when Johnson was assistant to John Beck. That's right. I remember him saying yeah. that, yeah. It was a, it was a very weird link-up between Gary Johnson and Warren Patmore. Yeah.
2: And it was just
0: ironic that the first thing he had to do was to go and find a striker to replace Warren. Yeah. Yeah.
3: But, but on the, on Robert, Steve, I... um. Uh, I actually, before I spoke to him, I, I bought his autobiography, which is called Hard as Nails, <laughs> and it's uh, and it's got a picture of him in. Uh, I think he's in the cup final. He's uh, he's got blood pouring down his head, and uh, and I think I was reading in, in there that he, he he was playing the cup final for Spurs, and he like lost four teeth, and then carried on playing through the through the game. Um, and that was like you say, that was the the, the kind of um you know player he was. He was uh you know uncompromising to. In 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 a era when uncompromising um, defenders were were quite uh, you know quite a regular thing. Now I think if some of the tackles he put in then were today, not, blimey, VAR. I don't know, yeah. he wouldn't need VAR for some of them.
0: No, I, I don't think you needed VI, VAR for, for some of Graham Roberts' tackles. <laughs> but he, he he was a full-blooded centre half, to be fair. He
3: was, yeah.
2: And did that, and, and, did that style was, sort of? Find its way onto the pitch. Was his playing style the same way as his well, manage the, uh, the teams he managed, or what were we like as I, a side then? I,
3: I, I the word I would use to describe our the, those, those teams certainly in the second season when we when we got back into the conference is swashbuckling because we were literally just like blowing teams away um and th- and that was i mean steve mentioned before I-, I remember in one of the first games i saw him playing because he, he mentions in in the interview that he couldn't play when he first arrived because Stevenage were playing silly buggers with his um uh with his player registration so we went down without him playing but then uh he um he got his registration released for the when we were obviously in a division that Stevenage weren't in. And I remember there being one game where he picked the ball up and he just pinged it halfway out uh, across the pitch and found his man just, you know, perfectly. And I can't remember who he, he played the ball out to, but <laughs> he must have been surprised to see, uh, you know, somebody playing at that level, um, you know, get the ball to him like that. And I think that was a thing. He was uncompromising and he was, as the book says, hard as nails, but he was... A classy, classy player as well, and I think his team's um his team's probably mirrored that a bit. Would you say, Steve? Yeah,
0: definitely. It it it, sh- it shone through. Like I, like I said, he didn't have to run around. He he could just stand stand still with him. And once he got the ball at his feet, he could just p- pass the ball to anyone, anyone anywhere, and he he'd find his man. He, he was he was just class act. Yeah. Michael. Yeah, and I'd forgotten he played for Weymouth. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I
3: hadn't realised that.
0: Yeah. i mean I'll, never mind yeah,
3: we can forgive him can't we yeah yeah i mean i was again reading reading through the book there were a couple of stories about him that i'd i'd forgotten and i know he he, he mentions about the uh hitting the deer and the um uh the the facts facts situation uh which ended <laughs> led to him not uh not not being at the club anymore but one i read in his book that i forgot forgotten about was that fa cup tie with taunton town do you remember that one, Steve? It, yes, it I was, was there. <laughs> yeah, me too, yeah. We we yeah. drawn the first game, hadn't we, at Yeovil, and went, got a replay back at Taunton. And it was a, well, a full-scale riot, I think, as I remember. And oh. I, uh,
0: I think Roberts was,
3: was doing his best to wind the uh, the home fans up. but it certainly said that he was in the book, anyway.
0: Yeah, I, th- I, th- I, th- I think he did get into trouble, didn't he, with the police or, or the FA about perhaps... um saying a few things to the Taunton fans at the end of the game. Yeah, I know Yeovil won the replay. We the did. Five, five, three or something? Right, it well. was a, yeah, it was a proper... It, it wasn't, uh, but I think Taunton had been winning and Yeovil ca- came back to, to, to take the tie. But I think, I think as the game came to an end and the players were walking off the pitch, I think yeah. Graham allegedly said something to the Taunton fans and they weren't best pleased shall we yeah. say and then he things out of hand, really i think he does um he does he, he does talk
3: about it uh in, in in his book um and he said uh that, that the police were acting on information received from a taunton fan as a result i was i was charged with a public order offense of threatening behavior to say I was seething is a bit of an understatement. <laughs> I was incandescent with rage, um, and I just couldn't comprehend how I was being uh, allowed to happen yet again. He spoke about the same thing happening when he was at, at Rangers. Um, and he said, "I pleaded my innocence and explained to the police I was being fitted up." Uh, they didn't want to know. Six weeks later, I was summoned to Taunton Magistrates Court, and another media circus descended. So, uh, yeah, he 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 did end up uh, on the wrong side of the law with that one, by the sounds of it. But mm-hmm. yeah,
0: but that that's that. But well, that sounds typical, Graham Roberts. I. So. It does. Yeah.
2: <laughs> a real character. And how did yeah. his what happened with his departure then? Oh. You, you know you well, touched on it a little bit well yeah he can does,
3: we say he yeah yeah well he talks about it in the interview he says basically um we were playing uh no stevenage were playing newcastle in a in an fa cup game and uh he'd off uh, kenny dalgleish was manager of newcastle at the time and obviously Roberts and stevenage um hadn't seen eye to eye about not releasing his um his playing registration so he he sent and and he does say this in the interview, so I'm not uh, I'm not giving away any secrets here. He sent us a, a, a fax to Newcastle saying not everybody in the Vauxhall conference are assholes, <laughs> so, and invited them to come down and play. But he did it on on Yeovil Town headed notepaper. <laughs> and in the uh, in, in in his book it, it, it talks about this and it says um, something like to my to my shock it it ended up in the it ended up in the um, being pinned up in the in the dressing room uh, of Stevenage and they won and uh, he, he finishes this bit in his uh, in his autobiography saying, uh, the following day I got a call from the chairman, I think it was John Fry um, at the time, I had no choice but to hold my hands up, um, I was hoping he'd see the funny side of it, although I was probably <laughs> grasping at straws, he overwhelmed an emergency board meeting on Tuesday night where my was, my fate was sealed. I was out of a job and I had no one to blame but myself. <laughs> so he admitted, he admitted it with him, and he, he does in his interview as well. But um,
0: yeah, again, full-blooded yes.
3: full, full in his faxes as well, I can see.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, it seems strange though, if, if you think if, if that sort of thing had happened now with all, all social media and what have you, I, 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 th- I think it would have been a, a storm in a teacup, really. Oh
2: yeah, yeah. it sounds it yeah, doesn't doesn't I think, sound I think nice. it would have
0: gone unnoticed.
2: Yeah, it doesn't sound really?
0: that controversial in
2: the, <laughs> no, no SME, really. but
0: but to be fair, I, I, I think, Graham probably had a had a few sort of um difficult times with with the board and John Fry. Yeah. and I I get the, I seem to think that I have the impression that um Mr. Fry may have been looking for a reason to um <laughs> get rid of him the, um, Roberts' services, and I, I think a fax, that fax probably gave them the ammunition. Needed to be able exactly.
3: to do it, and Colin yeah. Lippiett took over. Who was his assistant, wasn't it? Lippiett was yeah. Robert's assistant.
0: Yeah. He, he Cause so, yeah. Because I, I moved, I moved to the Yo back to Yeovil Yo- Yo- from the, the Bridgewater Mercury for the start of the 98-99 season, which would have been Colin Lippiett's first full season as head coach of Yovel. Well, that was the the of City FA Cup year, mm-hmm. and Tony pennants slip and blah blah blah. Yeah, that was my so, first yeah, season. So- yeah, so I got to know Colin Lippitt very well. And had many a good conversation with him. Mainly he was about a case. good man, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, lovely bloke. Lovely, knew his football inside out, especially non-league level, and just a great, great chat to have at the club. I think was, he always got on well with the supporters. Again, I think he had a few sort of um, sort of disagreements with the boards, but I think that was um, sort of common practice with. With mr fry etc
3: <laughs> <laughs> didn't
0: change much did it it was no. only
3: gary it was only gary that he seemed to completely get on with wasn't it
0: <laughs> yeah and yeah. darren
3: obviously darren way
0: yeah i think so yeah, yeah. but no colin Lippy was a great great chat to have at the club and it's obviously greatly you missed know, because he passed away a few years ago now
3: yeah i did
2: yeah yeah um so on on Graham Roberts, we'll we'll wrap this up. But what would you both say? What is your sort of overarching memory of his time at the club, or the you know the thing that you remember most fondly about him as manager?
0: Um, for me personally, the, the night at Bromley when we won the Isis League, that was a that was a great night. Still still trying to remember how I got home from Kent. <laughs> that night, but it was it was, a, it was a good night. And and to be fair to Graham Roberts, he he got, he started, he got the wheels. Moving in the right direction again, and and got us back into the conference. Where obviously we we continue, you will know, we'll to to improve. And so I, I think I think a lot of credit should go to Graham Roberts. He's he's obviously best best remembered for the facts that got him the sack, but I, I think he, he laid the foundations for future success at the club.
3: He really did he, he he picked us up when we were we were down and i, I don 't know what you think, Steve, but um, somebody on uh, on social media I was talking to you today drew drew comparisons with him and you know the situation that Darren Sorle, the current manager, found himself in when he came in. The start of not this season, just gone, but the one before. Because if I remember rightly, Roberts came in and there was no one there. <laughs> you know, every you know mm. when at the end of that season, you know he 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 cleared them all out. And I think Chris White, a defender, if I remember, was the one who who, who stuck around. But um and obviously, you know, Darren Sale found himself. I think we were counting up the other day with Carl Dickinson, Courtney Duffus, uh, Ryan Seeger and Matt Worthington. So, um, and, and that was obviously, you know, we dropped out of the football league there as well. And uh, obviously it's not been the, you know, the, the spring back that, uh, that Graham Roberts had seen. And we know this season's had a, you know, a lot of things um, happen in it. But um, uh, do you think that's fair to draw parallels with, 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 with Roberts and Sarn? Someone also mentioned Jerry Gow as well, it was a bit before my time, Jerry Gow. Yeah. Again, someone who picked us up when we were down.
0: Yeah, I am old enough to remember Jerry Gown. I think Jerry Jerry Ga was the first. So I had been watching yoga for a few years, but Jerry Gow was the the first manager I got got to know personally, and it was when I when I was old enough to go and watch yoga away on my own. So, but so but but Jerry Gow did exactly the same thing. He brought in some great players to the club, John McGinley, for example, and uh, and it, he he got got us going again. And like uh, Graham Roberts, he did ten ten years later, roughly. And um, I think think now we need a need a manager to get Yeovil going in the right direction once again. Hopefully Darren Sol will be able to do that, but who knows? It all depends. I think what happens in in the summer months and to see see what budget he has and who we can who we can get in. Yeah, absolutely.
3: But to answer your question, Ian, I I also remember that night at uh, at Bromley and uh, some uh, I was on the green and white supporters' coach. I think I was like seventeen at the time, so I do remember getting. out, But I do also remember dancing around a coach with a with a road cone on my head, which I think all the road cones <laughs> from that that car park came back with us on the uh, on the on the coach. But uh, I think I've said it already. Just the style that that team played in will be the thing that I remember and mm-hmm. um, about Graham Roberts. It was just it. it it sounds a bit romantic, doesn't it? But it was genuinely the, you know, those seasons. Although we were at our lowest ebb, they were the ones that, you know, made me fall in love with uh, with the Oval Town. So, so I used to blame for all the many thousands of miles I've turned in my car over the years watching some proper dross. But there weren't a lot of dross in Graham Roberts's Oval teams. Yeah. So they're entertaining, if
0: nothing else. Yeah. yeah. Talk to what Coatsy says. I, I think I'd, I I travelled with Green and Whites to Bromley that night. But, oh, did um, you? I think... I didn't travel back with them. The
3: <laughs> They're probably still looking for you, Steve. Yeah,
0: the coach left, the coach left about an hour before I realised. So, uh, <laughs> so I, I, was, I was left to, to find alternative transport home. But the one thing I do remember back when we first arrived at Bromley that night was that their social club was actually in the ground. So yeah, you could yeah. watch the game with a beer. There you which, go. That's which, a dream, like, isn't it? Which is un, unheard of, really, in football, that you could actually stand at the side of the pitch with a beer? Yeah. It was like heaven.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and we were all on the pitch at the end. Yeah, probably a few beers in by then. I'd have thought.
0: Indeed. <laughs> not
3: me at 17 years old, obviously. Of course so, not. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have done
2: that. Well, thank you very much for uh, sharing the, the memories of that time. Uh, hopefully our listeners will appreciate that and perhaps um, have their own stories to tell of Bromley away. Um, yeah. I'm sure they
3: will. in and tell us if you have. Yeah. Or anywhere else you were.
2: Yeah, any memories of uh, Graham Roberts in charge, then yeah, yeah, share with the rest of us and we'll post them on our Twitter and Facebook and everything like that. So, yeah, thank you both for your time um, talking about it.
0: Really appreciate it. Uh, brilliant. Thank you. Yeah, it was good to um, think back on the memories. Yeah, absolutely. Cheers, cheers, Steve. Thanks, Ian. Yeah, cheers. And with a quick turn, the skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard.
2: For his back pedal, Davis looking to help it into the path
0: of Morris. Expanded by the deflection, it's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start! Madden, after just six minutes gives Yeovil the lead.
1: Stansfield, good turn away from
0: Trot. Goal.